What's up, guys? Today we had a chat with John Kelleher, the founder of ESM Inbound. They're based in the UK. Really interesting story, this one. I had a chat with John about how he got into uh, opening a, a marketing agency uh, in the UK after a, a previous career as a, a music teacher. Really, really inspiring to see somebody make such a, a sea change in their career and be so successful. ESM Inbound are one of the most successful partners that we have. So really interesting to have a chat with him about that. We talked about what makes them different, um, the meaning behind ESM, which is everybody smiles more, uh, which I had to ask him before we got started uh, because I always wondered. Um, these guys are doing business in the UK, in South Africa, and will be opening a uh, a new entity in the US, which we have a chat about towards the end of the, the conversation. Here's somebody who really cares about customers, someone who really understands the, the value that HubSpot brings customers. So I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the DubSpot Partner Podcast, where we chat to HubSpot partners about how they deliver outstanding value to their customers in an evolving technology landscape. And now live from HubSpot EMEA HQ in Dublin, here's your host, Luke Curry. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Dubspot Partner Podcast. Uh, I'm here with my guest. Well, my name is Luke. I'm your uh, your host and presenter here, but I've been here with my guest, John Keller from uh, ESM Inbound. How are you doing, John? Very well, indeed. Delighted to be here. John, you're very welcome on the podcast. I've got to say something here. I'm on... Um, we're on Zoom here, and I'm seeing myself in a in a HubSpot T-shirt, and it looks like I've planned all this out, right? Um, but actually, I uh, I spilled my coffee all over my shirt just before uh, the podcast, right? And this was the closest thing I had uh, to hand, so it's a little bit of a win. So we're starting off well. It's a it's a skill is uh, you know pouring coffee onto yourself just as you need exactly the right item of clothing. I think you've uh, you've played it perfectly. I think we did well. Okay, cool. So ESM. Uh, inbound what what's the what's the story behind the business how do you how do you position that business what do you what, what would you say there yeah so uh we're a digital consultancy and uh we specialize in helping companies to reach their next stage of growth by figuring out what their current roadblocks are and clearing them for them um and yeah we've been around a number of years now we've been we were founded in january 2016 at which point we um, we were just a marketing agency, really specialising in social media scheduling, and uh, we were figuring it out for ourselves. Uh, my previous career was as a teacher, and so was my co-founder, um, and we didn't really know what we were doing, Amazing. in all honesty. And over time, we figured out um, that it's great if your social media stuff points to a blog post because that's more interesting. It's great if that blog post points to a landing page and that's got a lead magnet behind it. And um, so over time, we kind of gradually figured out this whole thing that when we were reached out to by HubSpot, we found out it had a name and it was called Inbound Marketing. And uh, from there, we, we just grew fairly rapidly and we've been able to see success in the partner program, working our way through to Diamond Tier now and our eyes firmly set on Elite. Perfect. Like. John, before we move on, I can't really let you away with the with not giving us a bridge story of how you got into a marketing agency. If you and your uh, you and your co-founder are both teachers, um, and I looked up on your on your LinkedIn, it weren't even marketing teachers; it was more like music and stuff <laughs> like that. How the hell did this happen? So um, yeah, I started teaching. Um, I did some unqualified teaching in two thousand and three, and then I was uh, fully qualified by two thousand five, and. Um, in, I'd always had an interest in computers, in electronics, in sort of the digital world, and I'd made some websites at university and um, that sort of thing. But around about 2007, 
I started keeping my own blog of the teaching work I was doing. That got some attention from um, people in the music education space in particular. And over time, I was asked to um, help out with some content marketing for some of those um, some of those companies. And it, it reached a point where um, I was in teaching and I had to make a decision about, do I go up the ladder into senior leadership in teaching or do I kind of come out of teaching and try something else? So I took the step up the ladder and I was an assistant head teacher for a while. And it wasn't for me. <laughs> it wasn't for me. So I uh, I moved away from that course and uh, took a big risk and took on a project that was worth, I think, £2,000. And that was all I had in the pipeline. Took that on. It went well. That led to other work and uh, gradually sort of migrated into content marketing, social media scheduling. And that's where the business came from. Wow, what a it's just an interesting way of uh, coming to the coming to the the space. Like, and I, I think it's interesting as well the agency space, the the kind of technology partner space. I've talk, I've spoken to a lot of those types of people over the years when I've working at HubSpot, and uh, everyone has a different story when it comes to how they get into this. Um, it's not it's kind of it's not the type of uh, career really that you go to college for. There, here's your exams you do. That's what you are. It's not like being a, like an accountant, for example, or something like that. So uh, very interesting. And so you mentioned that you get going, you got going in 2016 and did how, how long were you guys in business before you became HubSpot Partners? Uh, so we founded in the January, literally the very start of January, we got the business up and running in 2016. And I think we were HubSpot Partners by November of that year. Okay. Um, you know, our CAM reached out to us um, and said, oh, looks like you're doing in- inbound. And our response was, what's inbound yeah. uh, they explained it to us we were very upset that we'd spent um 11 months figuring out what inbound was when it already existed um and so that said to us we need to listen to these folks and see what they've got to say and so yeah we signed up very very early on because that's i know it's uh, to a lot of people listening um it doesn't seem like a long time ago but in hubspot years that is like one of the uh, the originals that's when i started in 2017 i think i started in hubspot and at that stage i think it was like 400 people or something um in mm. uh in the dublin office now it's a huge amount and we've got a two big offices and stuff like that so it's grown like crazy and uh it's a it's a great thing to see but so when you when you got started uh what was what was that like when you were trying to uh figure out what you're actually delivering for our customers are you still thinking about okay we're doing the the all of the social media media scheduling etc but we're also selling this technology or did you see them as you know complementary where we can kind of prove our work in a hubspot analytics platform or how did that kind of fit in with your business yeah the the analytics were a big part of it for us um i think in that first year we we were conscious that we were reporting mostly on clicks and clicks they're not quite a vanity metric, but they're very, very close to being a vanity metric. Um, And folks weren't really responding to that as much as we'd liked. And we saw HubSpot at the time as being the path to us reporting on leads and really emphasizing that. And it allowed us to sort of insert ourselves that much more into someone's business, to be strategic advisors and to be able to handle those conversations. And it took us a lot of um, adjusting of our own mindset in those early days, but now we're very much focused on metrics way beyond just leads and really things like the advances in the campaigns tool are are huge for us where we'll talk about return on investment, 
We'll talk about literally the amount of money generated by a campaign, um, being able to have those conversations that were very much the whole, holy grail back in 2016 that today are very, very accessible to do, provided that you've done that necessary infrastructure set up. But you know, I think you're right that it's a long time in HubSpot time, um, 2016. It feels like an eternity ago. And I was speaking to a, another um, partner, a brand new partner just the other day, and they said, what, what's your, your advice to me? And my first thing was, if I was launching a new partner, uh, if a, a, you know, a new partner firm today, I wouldn't try to create ESM inbound as it is now. It makes sense for us to be ESM inbound. But that's because in 2016, HubSpot was really a marketing product yeah. with some sales tools built in. And you had to flip a switch to move into the sales yeah. environment and everything. It was yeah. a completely different product. And we've had the advantage of as sales hubs launched, as service hubs launched, as CMS hubs launched, as operations hubs launched, we've had the advantage of just having to learn one new product, one new set of tools each yes. time and stay up to date. Whereas a new partner has to learn all of that if they want to be a full stack partner. And I just couldn't imagine doing that from the ground up. I would be probably, I'd probably say to folks, be the best sales hub partner there is. Yeah. Be really good at that and smash that out. Because otherwise you're going to spend an awful lot of time learning and getting quite good at a few things, whereas you could be the best sales hub partner or the best service hub partner. Yeah, so you're talking about going deep on, on uh, one of them. Um, and it's interesting, I was talking to another partner, um, a potential partner, uh, who I think used to be a partner back in the, when it was a marketing kind of only platform. Um, and their business kind of drifted away from that. But now it, we're coming to a point where it's realigning with what they're doing as well. Um, so they do uh, kind of service experience design. Um, you know, So they're building like how uh, companies interact with uh, their customers post sale, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and that kind of really fits into the the lower end of the sales uh, hub and also the service hub primarily. So that re like they were really surprised when I was showing those tools and they're like saying this is really what this is our bread and butter. You know, we can just we know we've got the consultants to actually build this out and stuff, um, so they could get going at that. And maybe they're what they won't they'll do the marketing hub uh, for sure, but it won't be their focus. And I think that's really good advice. Um, and there's, you know. I think almost in any business, uh, having a bit of focus is never uh, no harm, you know. Um, so, you know, if I was to ask you guys, what does ESM uh, inbound do really well? What what would be the what would you say about that? Yeah, I think that comes back to this idea. Yeah, we're a digital consultancy, and we're focused on finding what those roadblocks are for people trying to reach their next stage of growth. And that, that sounds awfully waffly, but it's the shortest way I've been able to put that into something meaningful or we've been able to put that into something meaningful. And what we mean by that is, in fact, solutions partner is a quite an interesting phrase. We don't just want to be a business peddling one solution or one suite of solutions. If everything's a, if you've got a hammer, everything looks like a nail. We don't want to be saying inbound marketing is your solution, bang, you know, um, inbound sales is your solution, bang. We want to be sat down and working with people to figure out what that problem is in the first place. And that diagnostic process, and we, we call it with our clients, we call it our diagnostic engagement. That's what we are really, really good at, at taking things, analyzing it, talking to the stakeholders, asking key questions, writing user stories, acceptance criteria, all of the information we need in order to be able to really understand what they need to do next. 
And then at the end of that diagnostic process, they've either got enough information to do it themselves, or if they do want a consultancy to help them implement that work, they can either see very clearly how we can help, or sometimes we'll even say, we're not the right people to help you with this. We've identified what you need to do. And the best people in the world for that are insert other company name here. Yeah. And that's that's what we really love to do. That's what we're really specialist at doing. And we've been spending a lot of time, especially in 2021, really emphasizing that as our service. Don't come to us just because you need some marketing. Don't come to us just because you need a new um, custom software set up. Don't come to us because you need an integration. Come to us because you've got a problem and you're not certain the best way to solve it. We'll help you figure that out. And then if you want us to build it, we'll happily build it. And I think, like, I think the that type of honesty with uh, with customers uh, it goes a long way. It actually makes them want to buy from you more if you're upfront and say, "We're probably this is exactly what you're looking for." There's probably other people in the in the market that could do this better, but we can f- provide this part of the the solution or whatever. I think that kind of takes the pressure off the the uh, end user, and they can uh, breathe a little bit easier and there builds a little bit of trust there. Um, one of the partners that I worked with. Um, uh, outside of the the uk and i did that very well he'd almost sometimes i was on um you know third or fourth calls with their uh their the end users uh, tech people or whatever and it sounded like he was trying to talk them out of it and i was kind of like this is a strange conversation he's like i don't know if this is for you guys you know and what he was doing he was trying to make them think about uh the issue the salute or the the problem that they had uh in a different way um and kind of you know build a little bit of urgency uh around it but very uh, interesting approach, and I think it's a it's a great takeaway as well. Is there anything that you guys really love doing? Is it are you do you prefer to do projects that it's more on the creative side or more on the kind of nitty gritty implementation stuff? Or what's the what do you what do you prefer doing? You know, if you had to yeah. choose. Well, I think that's that depends on who you ask within the team. So as I say, um, we've had that advantage of being in the partner program for a reasonable amount of time now and watching the product grow. And we became really acutely aware of that in uh, 2020 when we were looking at what we do and we were worried that we were asking an awful lot of our people. So we divided ourselves up into three. We now have a uh, marketing division, we have a CRM division, and we have a design and development division. And those three teams kind of sum up the three things we do best. The marketing division They are your classic inbound marketing agency, Google Ads agency, uh, focused on generating traffic and generating leads and then nurturing them into becoming customers, the classic piece there. The CRM team, they are focused on onboarding people into HubSpot, in diagnosing the challenges in front of people, helping them build automations, connect systems together using off-the-shelf integrations. And then the design and development team, yes, they do website design and development, but they'll also build uh, custom integrations between HubSpot and pretty much any other platform that has an API and uh, anything that's got a server, we'll have a look at trying to connect them together. And even custom software that uses HubSpot is kind of like the, the backend database, but in the same way that Marketing Hub is an app on top of the free CRM, that team can build essentially your own hub on top of HubSpot. Um, and yeah, that's 
that's the sort of work we do. It's very diverse. Each of those teams is going to love something that the other team doesn't. And they do cross talk between each other very well. So often if someone's onboarding to HubSpot with us, their primary point of contact is in that CRM team. But as necessary, they're looping in people from the marketing or design development team. So we do a lot of things well, but I think it all comes down to that same sense of, we're not just going to suggest to you inbound marketing campaign or HubSpot setup. We're going to focus across all of those teams on diagnosing what's next for you and uh, getting the implementation of that as the second priority. I think it's really, a really good way to break up uh, the specialties there as well, because I've worked with some partners as well that had a different take on that, where it's more of like a business unit that they'd set up that is kind of more cross-functional but i like the way they're like you're really kind of breaking it up into the three uh you know service units um that's really cool and when you look back and i know you mentioned that you've been in you've been in the game for a little while now uh with the the hubspot uh partnerships is there any customers that you've worked with that you really uh, thought went very well that you are like a flagship customer of you guys what was the issues that they were having or you know if you had to put one on your flag what would that be yeah, so um, I'll, I'll avoid naming any names in this particular sure. session because I haven't asked anyone for permission. Yeah. Um, but there's there's a number of clients that I'd point to. I think probably my favorite example at the moment is um, a, a client over in the States who we won um, through a conversation in a Facebook group of all things. Someone <laughs> asked a question about building a workflow in a Facebook group. I was sat in a, uh, in a cafe, saw it, and I thought, oh, I'll help this person out, left a message. They asked if we could build it. And I thought, this, yeah, this will be a nice, easy, quick project, get it yeah. done, off we go. And they just kept coming back to us and back to us. Now, I think by revenue, they're our second largest client. Amazing. Um, and we've just finished a big project for them, which is uh, essentially it's call center management software for banks that's all built on top of that client's HubSpot infrastructure. Wow. So they're able to manage the phone calls, they're able to manage the tasks, they're able to manage the tickets all through a custom web app that really is just plugging into and is um, essentially a white labeled version of Service Hub using that client's existing Service Hub subscription. Um, and it's just performing really, really well for them. And in fact, that has become a whole new line of business for that client. So it's not just made something they were doing already better. It's become a product and a service in its own right. And they told me last month uh, that rather than focusing on what has been their core business for, I think, 25, 30 years, their whole focus of their business is now shifting over to that product that we've built for them on the yeah. top of HubSpot. So yeah, I'd probably point to that as my my, my pet project of late, and it's, um, you know, they're a hugely successful company. They're going to be even more successful just knowing we've been closely involved with that. Again, because they came to us with the same thing. Got this problem. We don't know how to solve it or if we should solve it. And by the end of it, we've built core infrastructure for their whole business. Wow, what an impact. I love that. I love the uh, the origin story of that as well. It, it just goes to show uh, reaching out to people and trying to you know help them first really is a good way to you know build uh, trust and also uh, also kind of top of funnel in this case, which is which is always uh, which is always a, a kind of a good uh, follow on. Um, is, so what would you say would be the, the 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 vision for the company? Are you guys uh, looking to be like a, a very like a long term boutique uh, you know, agency? Uh, are you looking to, 
you know, uh, scale out to places like America uh, and really put a, a flag down there. What's the what's the future look like for you guys? Oh, now, now I've got to give away my hand, really, I suppose, aren't I? Um, we have actually this year already founded um, a sister company in the States. Nice. Um, so ESM stands for Everybody Smile More. And um, so ESM Inbound, Everybody Smile More, Add Value Before You Extract Value, all that stuff is very much at the core of what we do. And we realized that we were serving a fair number of folks out in the States. And so they they felt that there would be an advantage to having, um, well, we're fully remote. So a local presence is perhaps not the right phrase, but people whose feet happen to be on American soil, whether they're on Zoom or not. Um, so we founded Everybody Smile More Inc., um, nice. uh, which is based out in the States. And we are looking to staff that up at the moment. So uh, we're doing some recruitment to get that team up and running. Um, but that ties hand in hand uh, with our, our vision for 2029 is um, to be when people are listing out the consultancies that they could work for, whether or not it's HubSpot, sorry, work with, you know, if, whether or not it's HubSpot, um, we want to be on that list in the first place. So um, it's there are amazing, amazing um, businesses in the HubSpot partner ecosystem. You know, uh, Digital Twenty Two, Hubble, um, you know, BBD Boom, plenty of really, really fabulous, fabulous partners I could list off. But we are transitioning our focus. They're they're not our competitors. We like them too much for them to be our competitors. So we're focusing on, on businesses that are way, way bigger than us, way, way bigger than um, the folks that are comparable in size. And so we've set our eyes on Cognizant. We've set our eyes on um, uh, McKinsey. And yeah. while we don't think that we're going to be that size of business by that time frame, we are already winning out on certain contracts against businesses of that complexity, consultancies nice. of that reputation, and we're not winning on price. You know, we're, we're pitching similarly priced uh, projects to these clients, and we're winning the business despite that. Yeah. So that's where we see ourselves, um, and that's why we we very intentionally say consultancy rather than agency. Mm -hmm. It's why we've been spending this time focusing on problems rather than solutions. Figure out the problem first then uh, define the solution. That mindset is where we want to be. And it's going to be a, a long journey. If we don't hit it, then um, we'll certainly be a lot bigger than we are now and we'll be feeling the benefits of that. Fabulous. It must feel great as well to win uh, business against when you're competing against those type of bigger people as well. It must give you a buzz. I think I would say anyway, you know, um, yeah, yeah, hugely. So it, it certainly satisfies the ego. Yeah. And it kind of, it's, it's good feedback that you know, that you're obviously providing some, uh, something valuable enough that you can compete. Uh, also good luck with the, the business in America. I just think for me, I don't know, I don't know what it's like actually, uh, in the UK, but growing up in Ireland, you know, business in america it's always i don't know if it's because of the tv or whatever but it's always something that i i wanted to do when i was uh, growing up i always thought i'd go live in america at some stage and you know start a business there and stuff like that so you're living my dream over there so hopefully that goes well and uh actually i was talking to uh these other guys two young guys from galway in ireland the city in the west uh, and they started a, uh, a digital agency and they're doing really well um and they went for three months to new york to set up a, an entity there and they just they were the I was talking to them and they were saying it was just the most amazing business landscape for that type of business. People are open to change there. People are, are really going for it. So um I do wish all the best of luck there. Uh, ESM inbound, what we'll do is we'll blast out all of the all of our uh 
marketing channels and all that good stuff as well as share this internally uh john keller thanks so much for joining us here on dubspot partner podcast thank you very much indeed